Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. My name is Marco Rodriguez, and I'm joined today by the illustrious, the wonderful, the amazing Mario Amaral. How's it going, buddy? In the house. What's up? What's up? How's it going? I'm just feeling like a million dollars today. A million dollars? Yeah. Why not two million dollars? Uh, if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Yeah, don't that we always? That song's got to be rewritten because today a million dollars can't even get you a house in Toronto. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so pre-podcast we were talking about, we've got a bunch of topics to talk about today. Uh, everything ranging from uh, iPhones not charging to uh, we were just talking about a, a phone, a, a Realme Pro 2. We'll talk about that as well. Um, but we haven't done this in a while. I wanted to get into what we've been up to lately. So right. let's start with you. What have you been up to lately, dude? What I've been up to? Quite a, quite a few things. Uh, are we going into uh, just like uh, physical aspects of what I've been into or like work, everything, just life in general? Yeah, it's up to you. You, you go All as right. much or All as right. little. Just yeah. remember we have some time constraints. So Rice. 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 Rice, <laughs> rice yes. is the new word. Rice. We, don't, we don't use right. We say rice. <laughs> rice. You rice. agree, rice? You rice. agree, rice? Okay. That's okay. okay. Rice is our new word. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, I'll go through like a few topics really quick. I... I'm feeling kind of under the weather. Some of you might by tell, might be able to tell by my voice, Rice. And uh, <laughs> I'm also, I've also recently got injured at work, slipped. Uh, a very convenient way of slipping at work. I slipped on a banana. I, yeah. I can't make this stuff up. I, sl- I had to write the, the report down. I had to go down into the office and, and do a report on how I felt. And I literally wrote, was walking, slipped on a banana. So So for those of you who don't know... So he he works in like a recycling plant, I guess, and right. So there's a lot, uh, there is like the best be... way to describe it. And there's always there's sometimes there are companies who send them produce, like produce to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, because it, right, it's not only a recycling plant. We also have like a garbage section. So yeah, so there's uh, garbage the, processing and all right, that right. stuff. Right, right. So we we basically got in this this load of like uh, fruits and vegetables. We we get a bunch of stuff. I mean, like so many different things. It's not even funny. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I guess one of these bananas fell and got under some cardboard. There is usually a lot of paper and cardboard all over the floor. And I'm used to that, right? So we yeah. wear a lot of safety gear too, uh, you know, uh, because we're working with big machinery. And I was walking over to repair a machine that had broken down. And boom, I slipped. And I did pretty much like almost the splits. Hit my knee and the side of my leg and, of course, my ass which was damn sore, which is, I'm still pretty sore. But anyways, yeah, the funny thing about this is like, I got up and I realized I slipped on a damn banana. I was <laughs> a lot of pain, you know, I was, I was kind of rolling on the ground and I'm a big boy. So like the funny thing is like, uh, I have a coworker who's actually just a recent coworker two two weeks training and he comes over and he's like, you know, he puts out his hand and I'm looking at him like, dude, you're not going to be able to lift me. Like, just let me, just let me deal with my pain right now. <laughs> just I'll let get me get up, up myself. by myself. Yeah. yeah, let me get up by myself. So, you know, I just kind of like had to walk it off, went to work the next day and I'm still pretty sore, but it was just, I thought it was funny. So now I have my brother-in-law at work calling me DK for Donkey Kong, because, <laughs> you know, bananas and all that. So, yeah, so that's, that's what happened recently with me. Yes. Um, the weather over here in, in, in Canada, Toronto, Mississauga, GTA area has it's been, been bipolar. all over the place. Yes. It's been very like, bipolar. Oh my God. Up to almost 30 degrees down to, you know, nine degrees. 
It's it's insane. And it's like from one day to the other. It's like a Friday will be scorching hot. And then your Saturday will be like you wake up in the morning, go to work like I do at like 5 a.m. And it's like 10 degrees outside. But even like subtle, meaningful <laughs> changes. Like one day this week, I was on my way to work. And I like was like, oh, it's going to be cold, right? Like I wake up, it's like 10 degrees outside. And I'm like, okay, so I'll put on like a sweater and a jacket so that when I'm riding my board, I'm not cold, right? And then the next day, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's like, it's also 11 degrees outside. Okay, I get outside. Dude, isn't it like 11 degrees, but somehow hot? So, yeah. so I'm wearing all this stuff, and it's like, I'm now sweating because it's not as cold as it was yesterday. Right. It's ridiculous. No, the weather's, the weather's been pretty crazy out here, so I'm assuming that definitely helped with my getting sick. Uh, another thing I've been into, game-wise, talking about... Um, Mobile games. I haven't been into mobile games for a long time. I've been on a mobile now, game right now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was into the whole IO for quite a bit of time, and then I found this game called Tanks a lot. So okay. like T A N K S a lot, a right? Like a thanks a lot, but tanks. Yeah. And this thing's just a lot of fun. It's it's like a multiplayer online uh, game where you're like a tank and you you upgrade your whole tank and there's like. Um, a royal bat, uh, battle royale mode where it's like everyone fighting for themselves. There's a team deathmatch and then a resource where you're kind of trying to collect oil. Is it 3v3 or? It's 3v3, yeah. And Except for the battle royale, everyone's against everyone, right? Okay, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. If anyone's into that kind of game type and you have like... Um, it, I'll it throw is it in the show so notes. Fun. Yeah, if you don't like tanks. So I'm just having a bunch of fun with that. I am usually on top on my game. You know what I mean? Even if my team fails, I'm usually number one on that oh, list. Oh, look at baller <laughs> status here. I've actually I've actually been like, nobody's going to believe me. So I've taken so many screenshots of me at, at like spot number one. I will send you those screenshots, buddy. I've been number one quite a few times. So they do have a tournament. It lasts about like, I think it's about a week or so. And uh, what they do is okay. like, uh, there's different modes. You Every hour or so, they, they give out tokens. You grab five tokens, and that's how many times you can play in that tournament. And at oh, the see. end of that tournament, depending on what place you are, um, I don't think it's, like, worldwide. It's, like, probably region or something, because I definitely am not in, like, the 30th place of worldwide. But it gives you um, it gives you back some jewels and stuff, and stuff you'd have to buy, right? Oh, that's so That's pretty cool, yeah. Um, what else am I into uh, right now? I am also, and I actually didn't tell you about this, I've made the choice. I am purchasing the Executor Pro SX. Oh, for the Switch? Which is the, yeah, the modding for the Switch. I'm picking oh, nice. that up. Uh, when I feel a little bit better, I'm going to go pick that up. I'm eventually going to do it. I'll t there's a few reasons. Um, I'm cheap. That's, like, probably number one. Number two, my wife doesn't really use the Switch that more anymore. And that's because there isn't that many games she likes. But at the price they are right now. Yeah, it's hard to justify. I just have, yeah, it's hard to justify. So if I, if I do this and I pay, like, $65 and then I, I, I get these games, you know what I mean? I'm not illegally because, like, I'll own them somehow, somewhere. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> rent them, but, uh, yeah, and, and, then and maybe homebrewing. make a copy of the rental. No, I'm kidding. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very also excited about homebrew and playing a lot of uh, emulating. Uh, Quake emulation. Like Quake. You just care Quake, about Quake. Yeah, that's just Quake. Yeah, that's Quake's it. number one on the you list. You don't even care about you know SNES emulation. Just Quake. It's no, fine. none of that. None of that. But I will, I will be updating everyone on that because like they're they are banning a lot of people, even if you're online for like a second or so. They have like a method of telling that you you've been on. They might not ban you instantly, but within like less than five minutes, they can tell you're using. Uh, there's two types of uh, game files. There's like XCI and uh, NDSP or something like that. One is yeah. like the Nintendo Store uh, file, and uh, it's easy to update. And 
like there's a whole website dedicated to that and that's been shut down and now like xci is like the I, main. i will say it's probably not the best time to get into modding on the switch especially right. because they just put out the nintendo switch online service that comes with like uh emulations of nes games and it seems like they might be going into other types of emulated games if you're a part of that service um and so i guess and recently, Nintendo has been taking down ROM sites because of this, because they're doing this push into basically their own version of emulation. They're trying to kill ROM sites. So I, I feel like getting into mods right now is like a recipe for failure in the sense that you're definitely probably going to get banned. But if you don't care, go for it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely... Uh, I've thought about that risk, and I... I'm one of those people who doesn't really play online, neither does the wife. So kind of like the Wii U situation. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just like it's about getting those games that are fun to take on the go. Um, but you're definitely missing out a lot. I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people that do love all the services. And, and I wouldn't recommend to mod something, you know, and, and not just pay for it. 100% pay for it. I'm not modding to get illegal games per se. I, I do want some of the other features like uh, the homebrew features. I do want to be able to watch YouTube and do a bunch of online stuff that I can't with my switch at the moment doesn't mean yeah. it won't be available all the, the like add features that don't currently exist to the right. console so yeah that's something i'm doing and the last thing right now and I, I have watched quite a few movies i can't remember um any off the top of my head i will just bring up one movie before i go into the next subject will be my last last subject and topic yeah uh, there's a movie called i don't know if you ever heard of this it's called three identical strangers uh a- i've heard of this movie yeah, it's, it's a documentary. Like a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know me, I, I love about documentary like three movies. brothers who got separated at birth. Right, and I like think. the weird thing is, like you're you're right. They kind of meet in college. Two of them are high school or something like that. And yeah. uh, you know, one of them comes in and like the this. I'm I'm all talking about what shows on the trailer. Yeah. And basically, it's like, hey, is that like Bob? You know, Bob. Hey, that has to be Bob, and it's not Bob. It's it's Bobbity Bob. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They meet and then they find out there's a third one. And then it's like, here's the, here's where it gets like, you know, there's always got to be suspense, right? So they're like, how did they get separated? The parents didn't know about this. Now, I don't know how the parents didn't know. Either they told them, I'm pretty sure they know they had three babies come out of them. Yeah, but either they, <laughs> either they told them the other two died and they lied. Or um, they told them, or these kids were adopted for all I know, right? Could be. And they didn't tell them that there was three. They told them there was just one. So I don't know the story, but supposedly there's a little bit of like cover up going on. And uh, yeah, so it sounds really interesting. Uh, my last topic, and I'm excited. You said your about... last thing was your last topic. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, my last topic, and I'm excited about is I have pre-ordered the Apple Watch Series Four. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you Apple did that Watch. and not buy a Series One off of Kichichi. I was gonna buy not a series one, but a, they call it the seven thousand series, which series is the OG. Yeah. yeah, the series zero. Uh, I was gonna buy it for like a hundred and thirty dollars. Let's just say, it's a bad decision. and it just you know I was talking here to my co-host Marky, and he he you know he just told me it's not worth it. And it, it honestly, it's worth it in the sense of it's cheap. It's the cheapest one you can get out there. But I I do think Apple watches right now in the used market are so overpriced. It's they insane. Are. There is no point of buying if you're right now looking for an apple watch and you go on to kijiji craigslist uh ebay whatever whatever you like using to look for your your used goods 
it's not worth it. People still want like four hundred dollars for a Series Three. You can buy a brand new Series Three, I think, right now for, for like, four hundred. I'm talking Canadian dollars. Just over four hundred, yeah. Just over four hundred dollars Canadian. So why would you buy it used? Like, yeah. you they if they didn't get Apple Care, you I think can't I think if it. I think the rule of thumb I'll say for the audience is if you're buying a Series One or Series Zero for anywhere between a hundred and fifty dollars and below, save your money. Save right. your money. I, and put and, that money towards a series three or a series four, depending on which one you can afford. And like I was saying, like this is a, a an OG series, like the originate original watch here. And 125 was the cheapest I could find a, a working watch. People want broken watches. Like we're talking, like they don't operate. They want like a hundred dollars for parts. Like this is insane. Yeah. yeah, for parts. Like this is literally what it's come to. And it's like, where did you get this value? You know what I mean? Where did you? This is like sentimental value somehow because it's not worth that to me but yes, I guess there are straight up buying. i agree yeah i mean um, you, you know i i could see if it was like a series one or series zero and it was a like a stainless steel version if it was a right. stainless steel version like yeah go ahead pay a hundred bucks for that right like but even then, nice. you're still talking it's, same same hardware you're no i know talking, it's I same mean, hardware but i mean from outside, a visual but... perspective i would rather pay I would be still more comfortable paying maybe a hundred bucks for a stainless right. steel version because that watch originally is like nine hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Um, so, but I, I again, it still goes back to it's it's a tough situation, right? Because you, if you're gonna spend a hundred dollars on a Series Zero or a Series One, you're still not gonna get all the software features that that are on the newer versions, and two. Just the speed, just the how quick the watch reacts and acts, is just light years different now. And I still I go back to my original recommendation that if you're going to spend those amounts of money on a in the originals, you might as well spend your money elsewhere. You might as well save that money, put in the extra two three hundred dollars, and buy a brand new watch. I agree, and I I do want to clarify that I did not purchase this Apple Watch just based on what my co-host said about pricing. But there was one main reason, and it was after a day that I had an incident with a banana. I thought... The heart detection? The fall four, detection? Yes. If I had a series <laughs> fall, and I had fallen on that banana, or it slipped on that banana, and I was alone, my watch would have been able to call emergency services. There you go. I would have been saved. Get no, a series but, uh, four, everyone. That's the final answer. That's the final answer. But I am excited about a lot of the features, and even um, uh, what's his name, Marcus Brown. He's yeah. like, Marcus Brownley. Yeah. Been using his his uh, Apple Watch series four. He has used the other ones in the past, but he says that this one is like the main one that he might even keep on for for now, just because he enjoys it. And he yeah, says yeah. like the speed and and like everything is just working great. Um, uh, and I'm really excited about like the ECG. Features which they are talking to uh, the Canadian uh, Health Association or whatever they Health have to Canada talk to here. basically yeah they have to talk to them and basically our rules are almost the same as the FDA in the US so I don't see why we wouldn't get um, you know approved yeah definitely but, uh, so those features it. are definitely like it's not like it's a, it's a hardware difference they're all the same hardware wise so it's just a feature of being locked it's not even unlocked in the US watches yet I don't know why they don't just like do a disclaimer like you can use this but it's not like officially um, you know something you can um, because if you take it, it, if you if it, if for example it's incorrect and you take it to heart, and then they start doing like procedures on you and shit, and you fucked your life up, 
they're going to sue. You're going to try and sue Apple. And Apple's like, yeah, I'm not about that, right? Right. So So I'm just saying with all their new features, the speed, uh, the way the watch looks, I've seen uh, like not in physical, but I've seen comparisons in a lot of videos. I do like it. But as everyone's known in the past and as we know now in the present, Apple Watch owns the game. No one else is even close to it. So I personally like smart watches and I am using right now my old LG G watch R and it doesn't connect half of the time and it's garbage and I can't respond to messages. And I do have that Fitbit and that Fitbit is just, it's been great. I'm not going to lie. Physically, uh, physical information about your activities is great. I think the worst thing about the watch for me or but the, it's not the band, a smart watch. That's the biggest, problem. it's not a smart watch when you get a message. Cause the screen is so small. It kind of like, um, it scrolls through it sideways. And if you miss it, it's not like you can put your wrist up and watch and like read it again. Read it's it gone. again. Yeah, it's gone. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that bug me about it. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about getting it. And uh, it's not cheap by no means. Not here in Canada. Anyways, it's uh, it's about probably like almost it's about six hundred and something dollars after after taxes, uh, taxes, yeah. if you're buying the 44 millimeter. So, um, yeah. I'll I'll definitely give you more um reviews. You'll have on, to tell us more about it, it when you get it. I did get the I did get the Nike watch version by the way. Which is basically the sport version now. They don't sell the regular sport versions anymore. Right. It's it's basically the same as your your uh your aluminum I think it's aluminum they still use, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's aluminum. It's basically your regular one. It comes with a few extra watch faces and it costs exactly the same. Yeah. And my main reason for getting it was that it gets delivered earlier than the regular one. Yeah, and the watch faces are great. So he's like, I want these watch faces. Yeah, like why not, right? You're getting extra watch faces and paying the. It's exact the same, same price. with the the Hermes ones versus like just the regular stainless steel. Like they're pretty comparable in price. Maybe they're a couple hundred dollars more, but like the difference is they come with like Hermes watch bands and Hermes like faces. Like you can't get those Hermes faces on the regular stainless steel. You have to buy the Hermes versions. Right. Um. So. My last thing to say about this is I'm excited about getting it. The only thing I'm surprised Apple hasn't really got into, and I understand because they only have what they call an 18-hour battery, is they have nothing for, like, sleep tracking at all. Yeah, I think that's an eventual thing. Like, there are sleep tracking apps on the watch that you can Right, download. I would assume you can still get apps, right? But I'm surprised Apple hasn't even, like, and I get it. You have an 18-hour, so they expect you to charge it every day, so you're not going to wear it when you go to sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. But you could charge it prior to that. But I don't know why they couldn't just like get like a really low power mode to do like go into sleeping. Like you could set it up from this time to this time is the the, the sleep time. And your your watch would go into a super low power mode where it would just use the sensor for heartbeat and all the information it needs for sleep tracking. I think they should work on that. I think that should be the future. I, right? I would like, say it's probably in the works. But like you're saying right now, there's that battery limitation. And until they get over that hump. Either, either with software or with hardware, then it kind of makes no sense right now to do any of that, right? Right. And maybe that's just not their focus, right? Maybe like that the, could be, the yeah. game is, is owned by Fitbit. Fitbit will do your sleep tracking whenever they want, right? But, you, but knowing Apple, they want to take it over. You know, that's part of fitness. That's a very part of, important part of but There's There's a bunch of products fitness, on right? the market that do fitness tracking, not fitness tracking, sleep tracking, where they're like, oh, it's a pad that you put under your sheets on your mattress, and it does sleep tracking to your phone directly, right? Like, you don't that's need weird. a watch for that. I don't even know how that would work. But anyways, that's what I've been into, and I know we have a time crunch, so I'm going to pass it over to you. 
I, I'm very me. brief. I'm boring. I came back from vacation. I've been playing Clash Royale on my phone, which is a card-based uh, strategy game. Um, uh, haven't really watched anything crazy. Actually, I watched Big Hero 6 with my wife because she's never seen it before. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. I also watched Haunted Mansion because I had never watched that movie before. But being a person who loves going to Disney World, I love the ride there. And I've never seen the movie associated with that ride, so I watched it. Is that it like stars. a an Eddie Murphy movie? It's is an Eddie, Eddie Murphy movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, it is the Eddie Murphy movie. It's the Eddie Murphy movie where he goes <laughs> to this haunted house that seems to be inhabited by real people, but it turns out they're ghosts. And his wife looks like one of the ghosts, like old wives, you know, a wife that died. And uh, it's spoiler alert. <laughs> it's a if you. I mean, most people have seen this. The movie. movie's been really. The yeah, movie's it's been a very old quite movie. A while. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it was a good movie. I it was it was really fun. Not what I expected. I thought it was going to be a bit more wacky, but um, yeah, it was cool. Um, and that's I guess pretty much it, right? Like, I mean, I yeah, I haven't really done anything lately. Oh yeah, and I've been playing Destiny, the new DLC, Forsaken. I think it's called Forsaken, and that's really I think cool. So. That's really fun. I've been so playing that is it with new DLC. Uh, yeah, it's new. It's new DLC. I've been playing it with some of our friends, Danny and Justin. So you've been playing uh, on the Xbox? Yeah. I've been playing on the Xbox, yeah. Okay. Um, might have to pick that up. And yeah, I beat Spider-Man. I don't know if I ever talked about Spider-Man on the podcast. I know you've been playing Spider-Man on PS4, correct? Yes, I've been um, playing Spider-Man how on is PS4. It? How was it? It was it's amazing. It's honestly one of the best games I've ever played in 2018. Uh, it's just incredible. Wow, I, I recommend like a... anybody who loves Spider-Man who has a PlayStation, get it. And if you love Spider-Man, don't have a PlayStation, but you can afford a PlayStation and Spider-Man, you should buy it too. That's it's a bold a... statement. And right, uh, I just realized Spider-Man is owned by Sony, correct? So that's yeah. why it's on the PlayStation exclusively for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should, you should definitely play it or find a way to play it. Borrow a friend's PlayStation, do something, play it. It's amazing. And I beat Anything God of else? War. I think I've said that. And before. God of War. Yeah, beat you beat God that. I did not know you beat that. How was I that? I beat God of War. It that game is also really incredible. It's got a great story. Uh, it's definitely like a must play if you have a PlayStation. And yeah. have they left the ending open to possibly? Uh, they have. The I think chapter? they're planning to make like three of them in total. Um, and I think they they foreshadow a couple of things. I'm not going to actually say anything for the future of the series, but. Um, they, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. They, they leave it wide open at the end to be like, hey, we'll probably make another one to continue this story. There you go. You heard it. Spider-Man. Well, that's it. A must play. God of War. A must play. PS4. A must borrow. A must, yeah, people seriously. Don't, don't own that garbage console. No, I'm joking. It's a, it's, a great, great. it's a great console. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I I'm not a personal fan of the controller, and I think that's my biggest thing. It's funny. Yesterday but, uh, I was playing Destiny, and uh, and uh, I think Justin and Danny have the Xbox One X. Do they? I think so. I think. Um, I know because I know, like every uh, time I get to a loading area, I'm like paused like mid air on their screen, and my game is loading the next area and waiting. And they just like fucking walk right through the area like it's nothing. I'm like, what? How, what is going on? Do you guys have like a better Xbox? They're and I said they're like, what Xbox do you have? I said I have an Xbox One S, 
and they're like, ah, bro, it's all about the Xbox One X. You got to get one of those. So I, based on that comment, I'm assuming they have an Xbox One X each. I I could see that happening, especially because they're such like uh, they're they're really hardcore gamers. Yeah. Uh, so I would see them having the the best hardware out there, and definitely the hardware on the X. Uh, Xbox One X would outperform your S, which is just like a slightly upgraded Xbox One. And my, it's uh, funny. My response to them was like, "I have a PlayStation Four Pro. I'm not going to buy an X. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to buy an X because I don't need two 4K con- consoles, you know." And and it did seem like you uh, for your birthday. Sorry to bring this. It's just random, but I do remember being at your birthday, and yeah. it seemed like you got a lot of hard copies of games you digitally bought. Yeah, I did. So I ended up taking those physical copies back to Walmart and exchanging them for another game, which was Crash Bandicoot. Okay, yeah, that I, I was just funny. I remember you being like, "Oh, I've got this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got this one too. They, oh, but you and... know what? They were saying right there and then. They're like, "There's a we big chance that this, you yeah. might have this game." But I was like, "Yeah, I kind of already bought it on a sale." So. <laughs> Um, that's awesome yeah you got a lot of like awesome must-have games if you own yeah yeah definitely they were doing an amazing sale when i picked up my playstation it was called the blockbuster sale and they had all their like first party like major titles going for super cheap like a game that would cost you 30 bucks off the sale was costing me like 15 like half price you know, games that are regularly nineteen ninety nine because they're our greatest hits right now, which is like PlayStation's, hey, this game's been out for a while and everyone loves it. We'll make it cheap. Um, All the greatest hits were like eight ninety nine. So I was like, oh, I'll pick up a couple of those. I'll pick up a couple of these games. I'll have a God of War, which came out like a couple of months before the sale, was down to $53. It's like, I have to buy God of War because it's cheap compared to $79, $89. Right. So, so you've built up your library. I built up a little library of games to play until there's other things that come out that I want to play that are exclusive to the PlayStation, right? Basically, my PlayStation is going to be mostly for exclusives just because I have an Xbox and I have a PC and on those platforms, multi-platform games is, is more likely when my friends will, it's more likely that my friends will play them and my friends are on those platforms, not on PlayStation. I totally agree. If I'm if I'm picking up a second console like a PlayStation, uh, just like you, I don't have uh, many friends on the PlayStation platform. I would be getting those for exclusives like Horizon, God of War, Spider Man, uh, and many more. Like um, what is that? Drake is it? Not Drake. Yeah, no. Uncharted. Yeah, definitely. Uncharted. Yeah. So Uncharted. So I, I definitely would be grabbing it for all the exclusives. But yeah, I I personally wouldn't pick one up not because I don't love the games and I don't think the console's great. It's because I barely play my own console. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I play my PC more often, and even that I haven't touched in a while. And yeah, it's 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 been hard to game lately. That's why I think I've kind of turned to the mobile game. I've I've spoiled Destiny for myself there. by playing it on the on the PC. Because it's just because it runs at it's, what sixty it's, frames okay, per second. It's, it runs at sixty on the PC, and the other two things that are incredible are like the the lighting in the game is way better so it makes the environments look better and there are additional effects that are that exist in the world that that um that you don't get on a console like there's an area in one of the dlc where it's all these caves with like ice on the console it's just caves with ice but on the pc there's like almost like um close to the ground there's like a fog 
you know, like a almost like a dry ice fog kind of thing. Right. Right. And when you walk through the fog, yeah, like it moves and stuff like that. Like that's stuff that you don't get on the actual console. Just imagine that was cross platform. And you just talked about your incident where it looks like you're taking longer to load. You'd be finished the level before they even loaded up. Yeah, actually, you know what I noticed on the console when I press start to go into a menu like for my character? It takes everything like on average like five full seconds to actually load in, which it sounds like it sounds like I'm complaining because you're just like, well, it's just five seconds. But it's that's actually a really long time when you're trying to just switch out a weapon so you can fight this boss or something like that. Like for you to need to wait that long for you to be even able to interact with any of the items on the screen is kind of annoying. Whereas on PC, I press start on the on the controller it's and the, it's instant. They're there right away. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if if the developers can change that or improve that in some sort of way, but that would be really helpful. Yeah, because you would think that would just be like uh, the animation really taking up most of the time. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's like all the yeah. items on the screen have to load in. It's kind of it's really odd. It's really odd. Huh. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, and uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to pull up our thing here. Um, yeah. So, what do you want to cover first? I know we we were talking about the phones. We were talking about. You have here like a group of security researchers say dozens of popular iPhone apps are quietly sharing location data, which is honestly not surprising to me. A lot of applications on both platforms do this kind of thing, even when it goes against the uh, like the rules of using that platform. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So it, it, I think it was it was um, this was put on this actually a while back. Oh, OK. Um, this is part of our, our previous podcast list. We're kind of uh, like like we told everyone. We're kind of a little bit uh trying to pick up the pace here. You know, it's been kind of hard. He's been on vacation. I've been sick, slipping on bananas. You know, so <laughs> many things have happened. So uh, yeah, so yeah, that was definitely just to uh, poke at Apple and be like, hey, you think you're a hundred percent secure? No one can follow you. No one. Well, apps still have. You have to give them permission, from what I understand, anyways. Yeah. Um, but they but, were. But they like were taking... we've talked about in previous podcasts, most people don't pay attention to what they're agreeing to, and they'll probably just right. give them so permission anyway. So they're just anyway. like, click, 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 click. So that's that's just a little key point out there too. Yeah. You know, to remind everyone that no matter what platform you're on, or what OS you're using, you're never a hundred percent safe. Uh, as much as you can try. Like, listen, I I've, I talk here to my co-host sometimes. We we search the dumbest things on safari let's say you know what you think hey this is safe i'm on an iphone and then like a few seconds later you've got an ad for it this is not a google web browser you know what i mean yes you probably used chrome to search it there's Um, there's other methods of tracking like cookies and stuff like that and you can't like unless you can't i don't i'm pretty positive you can't just turn cookies off on a browser I don't know how that works. I know sometimes they actually let you know that they're they're using cookies. Well, they have to now because of GDPR. It's something oh, that they that? have okay. to do. They have to be like, you hey, to, by visiting it... our website, you agree to our cookie policy, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then a lot of people just press OK because, <clears throat> you know, it's probably a popular website that they want to use. Yeah. And it's a part of, you know, living with today's technology. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and the way it works. Uh, another thing I put on there was... Huawei got caught cheating on benchmark tests. So what happened is they were scoring really high. This is the camera thing or was this the actual benchmark tests? Okay. Benchmark. So they were getting really high. I think this is like their, their pro, uh, their 20 pro. Yeah. So they were, they were like really high on the list of like all these benchmarks. And I can't remember, uh, which uh, software, if it was geek, 
Geekbench or if it was uh what's the other one? And new two or whatever it's called. Uh, um, I have no clue. Yeah, and two or something like that. People will know what I'm talking about if you look it up. Yeah, I can't remember the name right now. I, listen, they were lying about it because they were putting. They were kind of doing. Does everyone remember the diesel gate? So like the Volkswagen thing, where the yeah. car went into a limp mode, uh, to um, to pretty much lie to the admission test because yeah, it yeah. wasn't running like that. Uh-huh. Well, they kind of did the same thing. They were running at like turbo mode, everything like high speed that would like destroy your battery. And they were getting the best scores. But then when they sold you the phone, this wasn't in that turbo mode. And there was no way of turning it on. You know what I mean? So your phone wasn't, it wasn't really producing these speeds because, hey, it's not running like this on the normal. Yeah, it says, it says here that they, when you run any sort of benchmark test, specifically like 3D Mark programs, the phones were co- coded to detect this software and adjust their performance accordingly. Right. It reminds me of Volkswagen and yeah. the diesel thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, they were doing yeah, the... Yeah. So basically, they, they, from what I understand, they got knocked off the chart for doing this. Like, they were on the top of the charts, and they got knocked off for, for being caught for cheating. Yeah. And I don't know if they, they now have, like, I haven't really researched it lately, if they've actually gone back and given you the option to turn on this mode, um, or just let it be. But it, it really hurts them because they are climbing the market. You have to understand, a Huawei is on the top right now of uh of the smart top, yeah they're least. they're a big smartphone maker and they've been they making are. a lot a lot of phones that are right. popular in many regions of the world so they're making big waves you know and 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 that's not even being allowed in the u.s yeah because you know of all these so just think about that it's they're making big waves and i know like overall in in selling devices they actually beat um apple they were like second to Samsung, and then uh, Apple was third. But th- th- remember, we're talking in every single category. They have a lot more categories than Apple does. Yeah, definitely. Apple has like a slightly budget phone, super expensive phone. They have like expensive budget, super budget, super duper budget phones. You know what I mean? So they have a lot more markets. So yeah, yeah like like most more. Android makers, they have a large variety of phones in varying different right. price points because there are markets in the world where you can only sell a $200 phone, basically. And talking about $200 phones, since you brought that up, let's just go into the next the next topic right now. Sorry, just hit my mic. Son of a bitch. <laughs> let's talk about this $200 phone that I've heard of. So Oppo, talking about how Android devices, they, um, they make a lot of budget devices, and they sometimes open budget brands. Yep. Oppo started and their sub-brand called Realme. Came out with something called the Realme 2 Pro. Now, this thing is, from what I hear, about $200 American. Okay, that is... Which is an incredible price for the specs that are on this phone. Right. This is um, a 6.3-inch screen with... I don't know if anyone's seen their... And I'm pretty sure you've seen it before and on their other devices. But they got that raindrop um, camera. So their their notch is very small. So it comes with a 6.3-inch screen, 1080 by 2340 pixels. Yeah. A 16 megapixel camera, 8 gigs of RAM with the Snapdragon 660, which that Snapdragon still been known to have great performance and really good battery performance. Yeah, yeah. And then you're getting a 3500 milliamp battery. Remember how we talked about all these specs don't matter in the end of the day? They really don't. But for my spec, you know, brothers out there who do care about this, I'm giving you the specs. Also, yeah. 
you're getting Android 8.1. I don't know if it's actual Android or if it's running on their own UI. It just says Android here. Corny okay. Gorilla Glass 3. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they are running on Color OS 5.2, yeah, which is okay. based on Android 8.1. And yeah, it's just like for all the specs they've got here and the way the phone looks, it's, it's a really good looking phone. It kind of looks like their Find X, right? Yeah, it's it looks based, like a I cheaper Find X. Right. For $200, that it's, is a budget phone. It's really that incredible a, that, that yeah. we can make phones that are like spec feature wise and and they're they're specced out and they have a bunch of great features but they have a a really good price for a a market that needs prices like that you know right and i just you know i thought it was a good looking phone i thought like there's so many it's crazy that we started off in in you know technology world when it came to to mobile devices cell phones where it was like either you bought a really expensive phone or if you got a cheap phone it was just crap it is no longer um you know the way it is anymore it's it's 100 you can get a budget phone that performs great you know yeah if it, back in the past you were getting an iphone or if you got any other phone that wasn't a smartphone you had a crap phone you know what i mean it didn't have half of the features that's that's not the case anymore you're getting phones with just as many features as these like thousand plus dollar phones at a budget reasonable price yeah i agree yeah, so, yeah uh, just, a budget just, phone from like years ago and a budget phone today are, are very different you very know. different um, so yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of like bring up that phone. I thought it was a really cool device. And, it's going to uh, be a cheap segue, but does it charge? Does it charge? Yeah. Um, does it that's, charge? That's so the... yeah, coming off of what we talked about last week, uh, Apple's announcement, we talked about the iPhone XS and XS Max. Well, it turns out this week, our friend, not our actual friend, but um, <laughs> Mr. Lewis from Unbox Therapy has been uh, someone reached out to him about their phone not charging when plugged in. And so what it seems to be happening is that the only way for your phone to charge when you plug it in, and don't get me wrong, this is not all devices, not all devices are affected by this, but from the batch of phones that he had, a good significant amount of them had this problem. And so... Yeah, I, w I would say out of like five phones, only one. And I mean like that's per model because he had the uh, XS... And then he, uh, sorry, the 10s and the 10s Max, Max, yeah. And he had five of each, I'd say. So, or maybe four and five, because he had, did have a regular 10 in there, which had no issues with the charging. Yeah. So, out of the four of each device, I think one of each device worked out of the four. So right, two of is, the eight. Right. So that's a big. That's a that's big. A big yeah. It's a big problem. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, what happens just for the audience is when you plug the phone in, it doesn't automatically charge. Uh, varying things can happen either if you need to make a charge you need to tap the screen or wake the phone it will start charging or in some cases he was showing that when you plug in the in the phone it, it basically like locks up like you can't even wake right. the phone um, and so he and I think me as well I'm hoping this is a software problem and that the software oh. is just not detecting something or there's something wrong calibrated or or something like that so let me ask you a question. If they're all running on the same software, how would that be a software issue? Like um, all those phones that are on the latest OS because they just came out. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I, I totally agree, but I, I think it could be like a detection, like a hardware detection problem. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the software is yeah, looking for something, but in some of these phones, that something is not present. You know what I mean? 
And you know what? Just thinking about it, it actually could be different hardware inside. And that could be a software issue because many people don't realize this. They might use different, uh, you know, ports at the bottom. Like they'll be the same spec. It'll, it'll reach the same like. Uh, but it'll be from different manufacturers be from different because manufacturers. they need to make they need to make tons of these phones, right? Right. So they can't rely on one part source in order for them to get these phones made, right? So imagine there being two, let's say two or three different SKUs of lightning port, but one of them is not being detected by the software, right? Right. That could be also... That the, could the be an issue, right? right? Or it's not being detected by the software when it's in standby mode, specifically when the screen is off and the phone is in a power saving mode, it's not detected. Whereas the other versions of this lightning port are, right? So like Lewis, I agree. I really hope that this is not a problem and that like this is something that they could easily fix by software because having a Hopefully. recall that large considering two of the eight phones that he had were fine that's that's a big that's a big ratio right that's be 80% a lot of, like yeah. that's 80% of his phones i might have done that be a lot of recalls wrong. that'd be like a major recall for yeah, him, which that's they like can't 80% really... of all the phones if that that ratio scaled up it would be 80% of all the phones that they put out on the market um, are are defective in that way if they can't fix it with software. And right? that would hurt them badly, especially when this device is already like in such high demand. Hell yeah. To have yeah. to recall it, it, all those. It's a problem, yeah. So hopefully they can be like, hey, we're going to either do a recall program or like a free repair. We just need to replace your lightning port with the better one or something like that. But let me tell you, have you seen the Jerry Rig everything video where he takes apart these devices? No, I haven't. There, that that cable at the bottom, that port is a really hard thing to change. The whole phone has to be taken apart. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, so, like, they have to take that cost, right? Like, it's not, that's, it's not yeah, up to that's you. That's gonna. Wow. Right. It's either that yeah, or they do a, a hot swap. Like, here, you take this new phone. I'll give you, you know, here, take this new phone out of the box. We know that this SKU is better, and it works. They they open it up with you, test it to make sure that it's okay, and then give it to you. So let me explain to to our listeners also that uh, the reason a lot of people probably haven't noticed this as well, and the reason um, Unbox Therapy didn't know that notice this himself and he's been using a ten is a lot of people have started just using wireless charging. Yes, wireless charging doesn't have an issue. Um, the issue here is with the the lightning port and plugging it in. It one hundred percent seems to me something um, just detection wise, like you said, because if you're waking up the phone. It's detecting it. A lot of people are complaining. This is actually on the Apple forums, just like my co-host said, that it, you know, let's say you're going to bed, you put your phone charging, you think it's charging, but it actually didn't start charging. You wake up in the morning, your phone hasn't charged at all. But some people are also saying that they wake up the phone, it charges, and then after a while, they go to get their phone and it's not charged. So yeah. like, it's like that wake up mode came on, it woke up, but when it's going into sleep, it's going into such a deep sleep, like something like is miscommunicating there that it stops accepting the charge from the charging port. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely something like really odd happening. I, and again, because of the, the, the things that are happening, it's, it's like adamantly clear that it's possibly software, right? The because software it is doing something weird when, yeah. when it, it goes into like, you're just saying a deep sleep. Maybe the software is telling it to turn off power to this port or not accept anything when it shouldn't be. So again, we've talked about what we thought were hardware issues. Remember with the MacBook and the and the thermal throttling, and right. then Apple put out a software update and was like, actually, the kernel blah 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 was a bit broken, so we actually patched in the better kernel. Fun, done, fixed, right? 
Um, so I don't doubt that, again, Apple builds devices vertically. In, in, like they have a vertical integration, right? They own the software, they own the hardware, they own the design, and they outsource the manufacturing, right? So th- I wouldn't doubt that because of the hardware software are so closely married together that they wouldn't just be able to like put out a quick patch for just those devices, you know, just for the, the, the new iPhones, maybe a 12.01, you know what I mean, to fix that problem, right? They wouldn't need to push it to every device because not every device, like, like not every device in their lineup, I mean, like, us 10s wouldn't need to get that. The 7s right. and 8s wouldn't need to get that. Um, this could yeah, also hopefully be something they could fix based, it. This could also be something based on uh, software with their new processor. It could and be. And how it consumes less power and how it goes into sleep mode. You know, they did give uh, everyone, I think, with the, with the 10s, what is it, like 30 minutes more battery life? And yes. I'm pretty sure a lot of this is like uh, how to how to shut things down in the background. So there might be a software miscommunication there where they're shutting down things they shouldn't be shutting down because they, be. you know, it's a new processor. So I I do think it's something that probably will be uh you know dealt with through uh, an updated software. And uh, now time will tell. But I can tell you something. Um, Unbox Therapy. What's his name again? Sorry, Lewis. Lewis is definitely not getting invited to the next Apple event. <laughs> Again, he hasn't been announced. He, he hasn't does, been yeah, invited he, to Apple yeah, events for a very long time. I think funny, after like, bending a phone, <laughs> he fucked himself. He definitely is not helping his case at all because he's. I know in some of his videos, he's like Apple. I didn't get my my invite to the Apple event. It's like, <laughs> you're not helping your case. And don't get me wrong, he tries to be like non-biased. He tries to be like, I'm not saying you know, but you know, I'm doing this for the people. And it's like he he also yeah, really he has an Apple. Android bias. Like <laughs> yeah, he is biased sure. towards Android. So is Marquez Brownlee. Marquez Brownlee has a bias to Android, plain and simple. Uh, and he has said in his own, the thing I like about Marquez is he does these videos that he, he answers people's questions, right? Uh, and I remember one of the questions being like, why do you, uh, you know, why do you always talk so highly about Android, but not so much highly about, you know, an iPhone? Or why don't you use an iPhone instead of Android? He's like, my channel has an Android bias. I prefer Android myself. You wouldn't be here watching these videos if you didn't care about my opinion as an Android biased person towards iPhones, right? Like you want to hear someone else's perspective. Um, and that was his, his pull, right? His pull is like, I'm, I'm never going to not be an Android guy. You know, there might be one day that I'm not, but until that day comes that I'm still going to be an Android guy. Right. Um, and yes, but I think the way Lewis has handled it in the past kind of doesn't help his case. You know what I mean? Like. Apple's not going to invite you to these events because all you do is spend your time like shitting all over them, right? Like, but Marquez does it in a way where like Marquez does get Apple to send him devices ahead of time, just like iJustine does and all these people. These people have these repertoires about talking about Apple products. Some of them are a bit over the top. Like iJustine, while I love her videos, she's like an adamant Apple user. She loves Apple so much. And it comes off almost like super fangirlism. And I it, it kind of is that, but it's hard to take somebody's fangirl, fanboy opinion uh, when you feel like if you were to talk about one bad thing about it, they'd have like a retort or something like that. Yeah, they'd like go crazy and start yelling on a podcast and, and just go insane. That would be the fanboy mentality. Yeah. I don't even know what that's like. Just listen to the last episode people and shut up exactly don't make me (laughs) yell again (laughs) 
But yeah, I think we should move. You know on what's funny? That. After I, that, I, after that conversation, I came up with a better, a better analogy for your analogy, and I just never told you about it. Great, and don't tell me about it. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. It actually uh, would be like no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. Um, to the next and then topic. Uh, yeah, what is what's the last thing? I think it's the last thing we have, right? No, I do have the Android. Oh, you added something, didn't you? Yes, I. No, you didn't the, add anything uh, here. There's uh, we're gonna skip over Amazon announcing a ton of products. Right. Let's talk about Corn and Gorilla Glass Six coming out. Oh yay! You know what? You okay? I just saw a drop test on the iPhone 10, uh, 10 Max and the 10, uh, S, the 10S Max and the 10S. I just okay. saw it, uh, it was by it was that uh, competition I told you to join by leaving a comment. You probably didn't do it. I didn't do it. Okay, Jerry rig everything. Who I watch, he destroys phones. He takes them apart. He tells you how reliable or, or how durable they are. He tests the screens. He also tells you how to repair them. Yeah, yes. well, it's part of taking it apart, right? And how yeah. or how easy they are to repair. Sorry. Yeah. So he does. Uh, the he did breakdowns basically. Right. So he did a, a drop test with the 10 uh, S and the 10 S Max, and he dropped them both from uh, on concrete from his waist, and then all the way from his face which is like the most common ways you're going to drop them right yeah you're not going to throw them up in the air six feet above your ready height you know what i mean you're not going to drop them from the bottom of the building like all these crazy tests he did realistic tests taking it out of your pocket he's a pretty tall guy i don't know his actual height but he he looks like like a big boy like massive so yeah, so let's say like four feet and six feet or yeah right let's say that he dropped it a few times uh the 10s was in a case the cheapest amazon case he could get for like five dollars yeah and then the 10s max was naked he dropped them both and none of them broke. And he was like, he kept on just going and going and trying to, to break at least one of them. Cause he thought the one in the case is going to survive. Yeah. yeah. But the one, you know, the 10, the 10 S max is not going to survive. And he kept on dropping and it landed on its like face and it's back. And, and he's giving them away now as uh, as part of the giveaway. So if you go to, he's his, giving uh, away phones that probably have a ton of micro scratches on them, whatever they're free, man. Would you care? Well, not, not I really care. I want a pristine phone. Get Apple Care on that and then replace it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So I just thought it was really impressive. So talking about that, there is there is Corning Gorilla Glass Six coming out, which was tested, drop tested, fifteen times from a meter onto concrete and didn't break. So from what I understand, that's from really Corning impressive. Glass, it is right. And and what I understand from Corning Glass Six is this is actually one of their biggest updates, like upgrades. Sorry. Uh, I think from Gorilla. Glass three, four, and five, they were all kind of like small updates, right? Yeah. Like just just a little bit better. But this is gonna be their big like, hey, this this is like new technology that we've put into this glass. I haven't researched it enough. I'm sorry. I should give you more details. But but this. you were just saying like, like you could drop it from fifteen feet. That that's all you need to know, right? Like all the other stuff, forget about it. That's why I don't really want to go into details. Like it doesn't matter how it. thick it is or whatever, like you right. could drop it from fifteen feet or sorry. You could drop 15 falls of up to a meter onto concrete and it still won't break. Like, and it's, yeah, that's impressive. So that's like, huge. Like we're, I want to come to a point in my life where I could have my phone without having a case and not feel guilty about it. You yeah. I, I, mean? I rock no least... case now. And I dropped my phone the other day and I had a panic, but like no scratches, no nothing. So yeah, you lucked out, you know, I and, did. But luck I, out. Think, I did. I do think I want to get to a point where I feel like I'm 90% sure if my phone falls, it's not going to break. 
you know, completely. It yeah. might get a scuff or a scratch or this or that, but it's completely not going to shatter. Yeah. Especially when phones are becoming like glass sandwiched phones, like every single uh, phone out there. Which is really so sexy, is like, though. It is. It feels premium. It's it's great looking, uh, but it needs it needs to be on a on a at a point where we don't have to feel like we need to baby these phones. Yeah. And it is kind of like if you could drop like I just seen this drop test. You know, he dropped this phone. He had dropped it at least from from his head like six feet up at least five times, and it didn't break. So yeah, that's impressive. You know yeah, what I mean? So, it's huge. Uh, and that's their yeah, own. That's, that's their own glass. I don't think they use Corning anymore. They don't. They use their. Well, they name it their own glass. Who knows if it's just a rebranded? Could be. It's true. It could just Very be true. rebranded. Uh, but yeah. So um, I think that was our last thing, or the, the only other thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, was Android has said that within the next five years, Fuchsia OS will be replacing Android. Which you were telling me is their closed, is a closed is OS. Basically, yes, basically it will be a closed OS. So right now, there's a lot of things Google wants to do to Android, but it kind of breaks the rules on being a, an open OS. They okay. can't do a lot of things. They, they can't control a lot of things they want to. Yeah. Stop talking to money. Okay, sorry. I'm just messing I'm watching the money. video here. My buddy here is like just, I'm just dollar I bills. I have like okay? money in my hand. I don't know what to do with he's it. Like, he's a big it dollar Just give it to me. Send it over. Okay. Here, <laughs> but um, yeah, so a, a lot of people, they complain about certain things with Android. Uh, a lot of those things can't be controlled because Android is an open software. Google cannot take much control uh, over a, uh, open software. I know they've tried to do things where they've they've gotten backlash because... You can't do it. It's an open software. You don't own it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, we're at the point now where they do want to become, believe it or not, they want to become more like iOS. They want to close down the software. And I honestly personally think they could make it better if they did that, if they had more control over it. They could make the software better? The software better. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about Fuchsia OS. I am excited. I'm excited about about it hopefully being like, you know, better married with hardware. But that still means you know I mean? that Android itself, while not in active development, will possibly still be something used by other manufacturers. I think so. I think Android will still. It just be, means well, that Fuchsia, Fuchsia, sorry, will be on like the Pixel line of phones. The Pixel line and all the other devices, right? Like the uh, the Note, the Pixel Book, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever they decide to create. Yeah, whatever they decide to to create. So, but the exciting thing about that is now you'll have like, maybe Android will continue, right? But Google won't be updating it. Yeah. I don't know how that exactly works, but manufacturers... You just make it open source do. and then the right. community and the developers who, you know, work in Android will update it themselves. Right. And then Fuchsia will, I'm pretty sure, be very similar to Android still. Probably. Just probably a closed OS. So probably more secure. I'm not saying that Android is not secure because if you do know how to use... It and any phone is well. When every app secure. has to run in a sandbox, right. like on iOS, then it's more secure because they have no access to your data, basically. So I'm just, you know, what I brought this topic up because I personally, uh, and I know Fuchsia has been brought up a lot of times in the past, but it's kind of been in in uh, what do you call that? Um, yeah, that. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like limbo, 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 limbo. Dude, it's been limbo. in limbo. <laughs> it's been in limbo. People don't know what's going on. But from from what I read, Google has announced, hey, listen, we're in the next five years. We expect this to replace Android on That's our devices. Awesome. I'm excited. So, I want to see what they do with it. I'm excited. I just want to I want to have that other option where I feel like, yes, OK, it's controlled more by the the uh, manufacturer you know, the manufacturer. But I, I 
I think it's super snappy and it works really well and I get my updates on time and you know not like hey and I'm pretty sure across the board if if Fuchsia is going to be available for other manufacturers which I would assume it would be they would have to go by those regulations so yeah. updates would still be quicker everything would still be maybe they wouldn't even be allowed to put their own uh their own skins on it you'd have to use Fuchsia the way it is I I honestly think that I don't think they'll source it I think right. if they're going to do Fuchsia, it's for themselves and not for everybody else. So like a, a different competitor, period. Yeah, totally. Like a third competitor in the market. Like, like hey, hey we're, we're we... ceasing all production on Android OS. It's now an open source library that you can use as a developer, but it will no longer get any new features or new updates. Uh, and the future of our OS is going to be Fuchsia. And there probably will be a rigorous process in which they will onboard uh, third-party manufacturers to use the OS, just like Windows does, right? But uh, it's probably just going to be a pl closed ecosystem. They're like, you can't change it in any sort of way. We'll allow you to uh, preload it with some apps if you have apps that are your own. Um, but on a fundamental standard, we support all these different things, like pen input for Samsung devices and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but fundamentally, it will be our OS, uh, and we will run it. We will update it and that's it plain and simple sort of like windows windows is like that right windows is a closed ecosystem in which third parties can put on their devices and third parties can add their own applications but they can't fundamentally change the os to their liking you know what i mean right uh, like you can with android but uh, so possibly in the future we could see like a Samsung, depending on uh, whether they agree with this or not, and and, and want to use Fuchsia, we could we could see like a an S fifteen or whatever it is at the moment. Yeah. With the latest OS Fuchsia OS, or as, or we know, could see Samsung it. leverage Tizen. Tizen come up with their. You could see a lot like of Tizen OS or whatever the fuck they Tizen or Tizen. We could see a lot of competition out there when it comes out to uh, OSs. But I am excited about this, and I'll tell you why because. Um, if this does blow up and a lot of manufacturers, which I doubt because even um, from what I understand, a Huawei is working on their own like OS or some sort of 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 their own uh, system, their yeah. own um, software. If this is the case, well, number one, there's going to be so many different options, right? Yeah. Now it's all about the support when it comes to apps, right? We know that if Google works on Fuchsia, there's going to be a lot of developer uh, software on there, like with apps and everything, for sure. Probably. They'll gonna probably have... introduce tools that allow you to port your Android apps to Fuchsia. Right. And you know how they are. They they love to to make it uh, very uh, appealing to come over and, and yeah. build some apps. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know Apple, I mean, I know Windows tried it, but nobody was appealed. <laughs> they have nobody to do it in it. a way, they have to do it in a way that if you're on Fuchsia, that you can access all the apps that people have made for Android, right? Like they ha they have to have some sort of program in place or some sort of auto, you know, who knows? Maybe the code basis for all those apps just automatically work with Fuchsia. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so because yeah, they just... can't enter the market with Fuchsia and be like, yeah, we got an app store, but there's nothing on it. So bring your apps to it because that no. we've seen with Windows Phone that that just doesn't work. You know what I no. mean? And I think this is why it is a five-year, you know transition it's a very There's big endeavor that yeah. they have to accomplish yeah, yeah, right so right they can't just be like hey we decided to start fuchsia close it down and we're starting from like zero again and we're hoping that all these big app developers come over here and and remake a whole app to work with our our app store and our os yeah. i don't think i don't think they want to do that because they know they would just be shooting themselves in the foot 
but I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's it seems like I can't wait to see what they do with it, and when's when's the first announcement they talk about it? You know what I mean? Like right, in, some, in, some in more detail. Um, but yeah, and I'm assuming Future would just be a code name. I think it is the code name for the project, right. and has been for a very long time. Yeah, because I I really don't think they would call their their OS Future. I mean that would that wouldn't appeal to me. It would probably be like Google OS because, right, they've already done right. Chrome OS. Chrome OS is a thing, and Android is a thing. And everybody has thought, hey, like, we, when do we get to see Android and Chrome OS become one thing? And Google's like, that's not happening. Yeah, that would make sense, Google, uh, Google OS. And maybe it will with Fuchsia. They're like, hey, now this one software runs across all of our devices, plain and simple. All right, I, is I that think it? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah seriously, uh, that was a good one. Um, I want to thank um, everyone for listening. You can find us on all of your podcasting software. We're available on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. You can find us on Podbean. Um. You should uh, come and interact with us. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash uh, pixel refresh and uh, yeah if you want to reach out to me specifically I am sparks slx on twitter that's s-p-a-r-x s-l-x um, and Mario's touching his boobies <laughs> goodbye later I'm fighting so many things. I'm fighting like this headache. I'm fighting the soreness in my body. I'm I'm sending a letter to work. I'm trying to write this letter to fucking ban all bananas in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to word it. Like I'm like, yo, the I banana ban. Any, yeah, I don't want any bananas at work at all. I don't want anything that looks. I can't even watch bananas in pajamas anymore, bro. It's horrifying. It's like a horror movie to me. <laughs> It's like B1 and B2 are out to kill me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's scary, man. It's changed my whole life, man. This whole banana incident. I, like, I can't have a banana, a banana split anymore. I, like, I'm missing so much, like, protein well, you could in my say, body. Well, you could say the other day you did a banana split. <laughs> I, I 100% did a banana split, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I, I did a banana split, you know? Like, uh, yeah. That's that's it was pretty fucked up man